Welcome to episode 174 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by Peter and Jake. For the skydiving edition. Out of the window. Skydiving out of the window. Get a little defenestration up in here. That is a word. It has how many syllables, Jake? Too many. I just know it from Latin class. (laughs) Five. Five, yeah. That's between seven and four, and above That's one, the numerology works out. Several syllables. Several silly syllables. The name of As my latest was... album coming out. <laughs> Part of the Peter Teaches Grammar uh, series. Yay. Let's, it's this not selling well. Hooked, up. <laughs> Hooked on Phonics has a uh, stranglehold on the market. <laughs> The My Affect Effect track went triple platinum with no features. God, do you know how many times I get asked that question still and don't know the answer? <laughs> affect effect, effect is cause and effect. Affect is it, it uh, has an a influ- influences a change on something. See, you Unle- tell me that unless now. Unless <laughs> you want to produce, unless you want to produce a change, in which case it is effect. The word effect to effect change is to cause an effect. I promise yeah. it all works. Oh, God. I'm fucked. I'm fucked for the future. <laughs> now, your Whoa. effect is the effect that you have on your people, but your affect is how the effect that your face has on people when you have a, a bad affect. It affects your effects. I'm never going to. After effects. I'm, I'm never going to pass English. Adobe. What am I going to do? Never going to pass this class. <laughs> E-L-A. It's in the game. <laughs> No, wait, no. E-L-A. It's on the test. So, um, for those of you who did not grow up in the state of New York, uh, you probably have no idea what an E-L-A is. Uh, In, like, fourth through eighth grade, you take a test every year uh, called an English language arts exam, which basically consists of reading some things to test reading comprehension and writing some things and uh, it's a bunch of bullshit yeah <laughs> never needed it now watch as we continue to go forward and talk for an hour about about produced arts <laughs> starting with uh kurt's favorite movie itsy bitsy we completely skipped where we're from <laughs> don't worry we're from inside a spider, right, Jake? Pete, people are concerned where we are. They need to know where we are. <laughs> they are dialing missing persons as we speak. This is how I'm my impatient. parents keep up with me. They listen to the podcast and they say, oh, where are they now? The map quest doesn't show where you are, Jake. <laughs> map quest, oh my God. Jake's currently in trouble. Die, oh God. <laughs> oh, we're coming at you live. Uh, again, returning customer from Gotham City. Uh, a lot of crime. Uh, it's, it feels a lot like Baltimore. So much crime. It's 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 far worse than the last time we were in Gotham City. At least like that was contained. Like there was a, There were some people cleaning up the streets and consolidating crime. 
Uh, and it really didn't get out of hand until it was the, that fire with the truck and the bridge. But uh, here it was every every day there was an attempted murder and fucking uh, there was there, we heard news coming from Metropolis that shit was fucked up. Yeah, and it, was, it was even from Metropolis. Nasty. I was surprised to go there. We were like, oh, shit. It's like, where the fuck we have to go? Central City? Coast City? What the fuck? We're not safe. We're city. safe. <laughs> Domino Atlantis. City? We're going to go to Yu-Gi-Oh? We're going to go to the fucking kingdom of the brine. <laughs> crab people. Crab. Tastes like crab. We'll talk like safe. people. <laughs> That's fantastic. Big Chungus cross with a crab rangoon. <laughs> All right. Now, Peter, you can talk about. <coughs> okay. Because I didn't. I wanted to skip over that we're talking about Batman Hush this week. Uh, that that is what we are doing, but we do have Trey Watch, and I'm fucking excited. Why? No reason. Absolutely no reason. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm an impatient man who wants to talk about itsy bitsy. It's <laughs> it's in the again. Talk call us Blumhouse. This no, this wasn't even Blumhouse. This was like some. It's just like some like indie. It's like the Scream Factory. I think they I think it's from, um, no, that's the brand. I think whatever, whatever. It's about a fucking the the mom and the kid go see their grandpa who has MS, and then he find he has an ancient like Mesopotamian spider artifact. It's a big old thing, and a spider comes out, and a little kid sings itsy bitsy spider creepily while there's a spider like crawling around. And it's it's really schlocky, um, but it's it has some like if you were a kid watching this, and I said Curry, like you gotta you you don't if you're gonna watch this, don't even look at the spider because it's in some pretty fucked up places. Um, right. The trailer shows it like it's like hiding behind the shower curtain, like it's a it's like the size of your keyboard, and it's mm. like in the bathroom. And then the end slate is like, don't worry, kid, there's nothing under the bed. And then it shows the fucking spider crawling up under the sheets. It's fucked. It's like Jaws. It's like no one will ever, no one will like spiders ever again. <laughs> Previous love of spiders gone. Yeah. All those. <laughs> How many people do like spiders? There are some though. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, I like Spider Man. I, I want him to park in my Peter. Well, it was the great irony of my childhood that my favorite superhero was Spider-Man, yet I was terrified of spiders. It's the it's the man that Kurt really likes. It's the man part about him. Makes him more human. <laughs> but human? swap human. that in to fact. man spider and oh god. Yeah, like Batman and Man Bat. Yeah, exactly. There I mean there was that that was a thing. I figured it was. Uh, there, there was an arc. Even in the animated series, there was an arc. But it was, I don't know. Like, sometimes if you do it cartoony enough, it's not really a problem. But, like, and I'm okay now, like, even, like, up to a quarter size, as long as they're not, like, really hairy. Hair on insects just freaks me out. True. It, just, it doesn't seem right. That is a million trait. <laughs> <laughs> You're stealing from us. Yeah. Um... Speaking of hairy creatures who climb over everything, Hustlers, the movie about pole dancers. Oh, Ooh. yeah. This trailer, I saw that drop 
a long time ago, but then I also saw Cardi B in the thumbnail and was like, yeah. Oh, no. no. Yeah, all right, so let's run down. This is one of those star movies that they're just going to fuck put everyone in. We got Constance Wu as the main person. We got Jennifer Lopez as like her instructor and like the 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 uh, nurturing parental like support figure. We got Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhardt, Cardi B, Lizzo. She's gonna be doing. I guess she's probably gonna be like singing a song in it or whatever. That's fine. Um, and then other other folks. And I I. It's the <laughs> inspired by a viral New York Magazine article. That's where, you know, not even books, not real, you know, events. New York Magazine articles. Uh, Hustlers follows the crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. Huh. Eh, okay. No. So it's like, both. and I saw the trailer, and it it wasn't a bad trailer. I think it's like. Because it was the trailer was. Do they um, turn the tables by drugging and robbing them? <laughs> yeah. They turn the tables by spinning around on a big pole. Um, Maybe they're gonna try so to like, the, blackmail them. Yeah, the, I think that's what it is. Like it's it's very much for the vibe I got from the trailer was like female solidarity and empowerment in a not like overt and like bash you over the head. Like it's not ham fisted. Because the like the trailer is Jennifer Lopez is just like showing uh, Constance Wu's character like all the different moves you can do on a pole, and they're playing. They're not like playing this as like sleazy, like you know, oh, ha, 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 They're playing like little, like nice piano over it, like elegant piano over it. She's like spinning around and showing her all these moves, and like yeah, yeah. Well, we there are... bring some legit. Yeah, they're... pole dancing is not just stripper thing. Let it be yeah. said, there are plenty of people who enjoy it recreationally. Yeah, they just take classes. It's it's good exercise. I, I, I'm sure it's good exercise. It seems very physical. Um, <laughs> if you want your core to be larger than the Death Star, uh, <laughs> you do pole dancing. But yeah, so it looks, it looks all right. Speaking of being hustled, I feel like I'm going to be hustled out of my uh, like 1380. Uh, if I go to see Terminator Dark Fate, this trailer just did not inspire any confidence whatsoever. <clears throat> the, I mean, the only thing it has going for it is cool action scenes, I guess. But that even within the cool action, sorry to cut you off. No, uh, even within the cool action scenes, I like we they fucking you know cut into pieces and otherwise halt the this new Terminator like three times in the trailer. Like you could not stop the T one thousand or the T eight hundred in the previous in the good movies. Um, <laughs> the good ones. It, it just it it just fucking it it just doesn't feel like Terminator. And they brought you can bring James Cameron back as a producer. You can get Tim Miller, who's a good director. You can bring back uh, Linda Hamilton. It doesn't matter if it's not a well written and well like laid out movie. You know, this, who's this girl? Why is she important now? And yeah, like fucking. What's the what's the quote about the the Terminator? Like, didn't what does she say about the Terminator? And it's like unstoppability. Do you remember that quote? Um, oh, no, fuck. not the one you're referring to. Um, shit. Okay, here you go. Here you go. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained oh, okay. with. It doesn't feel pity or more oh, feel. Right. Yeah. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, I feel like this the the, the the this girl Terminator that's on like the side of Linda Hamilton is gonna be like one of those. Uh, I think I'm human, and then now you tell me I'm a Terminator. Like what? Well, yeah, it looks it like seems- fucking the one. It seems like it's it's the same sort of deal as the. Um, fuck. I forget the name of the character, but the, uh, Marcus something, I think, from Terminator Salvation. Oh, yeah. When he's, he thought um, he was human the entire time and then finds out he's yeah. a Terminator. It's gonna be something like that. And then, why is Linda Hamilton upset at Arnold Schwarzenegger? I see Edward Furlong listed. Where is he in the fucking trailer? <laughs> um, I don't know. It just, it feels a lot like in, like, the behind-the-scene featurette thing they did at Comic-Con. They were saying a lot of the same things. It strikes me as it's going to it's gonna be another Terminator Genesis. I, yeah. And I I'm, I would love to be proven wrong, but it just doesn't seem like it's... Also, I have a problem with uh, when Linda Hamilton's like, I stopped Judgment Day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the hell you did? <laughs> John, the T-800, Miles Bennett-Delson. Maybe they're going to retcon some things. Well, they're retconning the existence of the other like three or four movies. <laughs> that I think um, that's the biggest. Yeah, that's I the funniest just, part. They're just like forgetting about all those yeah. other ones. They're just like, all right, we're gonna do it the way I want to do it. Which I like, it's but they got to do it well. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, it needs to be done well, and like the whole. The problem with Terminator sequels after T two is that. <laughs> they inherently make everything that happened in T2 irrelevant. And it was the same thing with Terminator 3, where he's like, oh, Judgment Day is inevitable. You only delayed it. It's like, fuck them. What the fuck was the point of all this shit? <laughs> Risking everyone's life. Yeah. Yeah, because then you can go back and rewatch them, and then you're like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> you go back and rewatch it. Like, all these people are dying for nothing. Like, there's no tension because you know it's yeah, inevitable. It's, They're not stopping anything. They're yeah, not accomplishing anything. Yeah, and that's so. Maybe I'll I'll bite the ball. I will do the Lord's work, and I will go and see this movie in theaters for all of you, and let you know whether or not you need to bother with it. <laughs> but I am not looking forward to the task. Oh man, Godspeed, KB. That is coming out november 1st 2019 so i have a i have a couple months to prepare myself uh one thing i am uh looking forward to see begrudgingly um is the star wars rise of skywalker um yeah which everyone's I, they up in arms about this trailer they know how to make a trailer I'll, I'll give them that like they they definitely do and i've heard that from multiple people kurt being one of them is that last jedi the trailer looked good for it too uh but it wasn't a good movie mm-hmm. and right because the trailers the movie doesn't have to be good for you to watch it yeah to you, to, you know you pay your money before you see yeah the movie. they just want they just want to get you in the door yeah um, and J.J. Abrams in particular knows how to, like, set things up and build intrigue, but he doesn't know how to pay any of it off. Yeah. Uh, and I have I have very little faith that anything interesting in the sh- trailer, including the whole uh, 
Darth Ray mm. is going to wind up being anything of any sort of significance. Yeah, everybody everybody talks about that like it's something crazy. So in in the, in the trailer, um, the last scene is uh, a dark. It's black screen, and then you see two uh, red lightsabers light up, and it shines up Ray's face, and she's wearing a dark hood. So you can assume that she's gone Sith. However, there's a lot of things that uh, Sitho mode. Yeah, Sitho mode. <laughs> Uh, you can, mm-hmm. you can assume that there are a couple things that is, a a good giveaway to, um, it not being actually Ray. Um, it's probably a vision or it's either, it's either a vision like she had in that one cave where she had all the reflections in the last Jedi, or it's a, um, uh, a, a, a test to overcome her dark side, um, you know how like now, Luke had it in the swamp. Yeah, it's the reason I, I'm so down on it is because it's in the trailer, so they're not really going to yeah. make anything big of it unless they've made very huge error in judgment, including like or, the biggest or plot twist fucking in the trailer. Forty chess. Yeah. Well, they just wanted to get like, people hyped for cool. It? Well, yeah, yeah, like the the title Rise of Skywalker. Like it'd be really neat if like it was that plot twist, like where. At the end of the story, Ben Skywalker, <laughs> uh, you know, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, you know, he, if he ends up the hero at the end of the story and Ray ends up the villain at the end of the story, I think that'd be more interesting, yeah. uh, particularly considering the fact that in their first encounter in the first movie, Ray, the untrained upstart, defeated him. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think Kylo Ren has like the the deepest character uh, when it comes he's, to these movies yeah, because he has the most inner turmoil. He was raised to be on the light side, and then he was um, seduced to the dark side, and he had to overcome all these the challenges, you, like that sexy old man body. Yeah, uh, by by killing his mother or attempting to kill his mother. Um, killing his father like he had to um knock out all these um parts in his life that connected him to the ben solo and he had to kill ben solo basically to um uh become kylo ren fully and complete his training uh and i i still think there's parts of him that because he didn't kill his mother i think there are still parts of him that connect him to the light side and this movie will probably oh, take a thought... dip into that too. Yeah, and like in the Last Jedi, you know, he turns on Snoke, and you know, he and Ray fight side by side for a period of time. It's just like, like you said, like he's you say he's the most interesting character. I think he's the only interesting character that's been introduced in these new movies. Yeah. Everyone else is very flat and uninspired and one dimensional a character, with the exception of characters that were already established in other better movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like that's why I don't really get excited for these anymore, is because I know I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm gonna be like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At best, some of this was good. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there are definitely gonna be some, some nitpicky things, um, that, and, and some big, some big flaws to this movie that are probably gonna come out because The Force Awakens wasn't perfect either. It was so. I'd say that I I personally think the Last Jedi was much better than the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and the Last Jedi um, had a lot. 
What the last Jedi did well, it did really well, and what the last Jedi did poorly, it did really poorly. And yeah. there was a, probably a little too much of the poor stuff in it. I mean, when we all reviewed Last Jedi, we gave it a positive review because it was mm-hmm. what it did well. It did really well, and that's what you what sticks with you and remember. You remember, and I still think it's in time. It will be viewed as um, better than The Force Awakens, which was purely just uh, let's tread out the same beats mm-hmm. as the original trilogy here and hope no one notices it's not an original story <laughs> yeah i i just wish they that ryan johnson has fucking <coughs> pulled that trigger pulled that trigger jake sorry and um and whatchamacallit uh just let them be like uh no we're done fighting we're gonna do something now for something entirely different yeah or like have that twist where they where something big happen. Like I mean, I guess killing Snoke is is that, big. Yeah, that but. was a big also, twist. Because <laughs> he was built up to be this 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 power, this huge you know power Tyndale. that was I this mean, titan like, that was that they were gonna have to overcome, and then it was just sliced in half. And in a way, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I thought he was supposed to be like the the main guy, the dude who's gonna be at the end sitting on the chair. The, the Palpatine that they're going to have to overcome. But little did but we I've know... I've seen the guy sitting on the chair. I don't really <clears throat> see another guy sitting Well, on the that's chair. what these movies do, is they just... I feel like they just copy from the old ones, and they knew those worked really well, and they want to bring that back. So, I mean, that's... The Force Awakens was pretty much A New Hope, and... Yeah, it was an uh, exact was, copy of A New Hope. Yeah, it was... It was, it was uh, hey, you can copy my homework, just change a few things. Uh, so the teacher doesn't know. Uh, That's basically Jakai, what Jakai, not, uh, not Tatooine. Uh, Ray, not Luke. Um, Starkiller base, not Death Star. Yeah. Blowing up five planets, not one. First Order, <laughs> not Empire. <laughs> they just sweep away the fucking everything that the fucking Republic did. All right, I... So our first episode ever was an hour and a half rant on the Force Awakens, <laughs> pretty much, with yeah. Peter just moderating it, so I didn't go completely off the rails. Yeah. Um, so if you want to hear my thoughts on that, they have not changed much yeah. in the the three years since that podcast was recorded. So um, I just want to cover a couple more things in this trailer. So this trailer was really only a minute long. Um, yeah. The, you cipher out the footage of the good yeah movie. the most of the, the other movies the first part was uh, all flashbacks to old movies with uh, some voiceover from like Luke and people um, and then we start getting into some of the new footage which um, uh, so, we, so we see Leia come back so they're going to be reusing old footage from The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens I think just The Last Jedi actually um, to uh, bring back Leia and they've already gotten like approval from her family to do it so we're not going to see some some dumb cgi like we did with um and uh what was it um oh shit what was that movie with the the death star plans uh rogue one One. yeah so we saw that with rogue Rogue one where where there was some shitty cg (laughs) uh so it starts off with them coming to this new planet i don't remember the name of the planet um but it's a mountainous, uh, deserty planet, uh, and there's this big celebration happening. Uh, so I think there's going to be some sort of like rebel victory that they're going to start off on. Um, but the next 
major scene is a scene of the old Imperial fleet. Um, in a f- some people, oh, yeah. some people are calling yeah, like a, it a force storm. That's stupid. Um, <clears throat> so force storm. That's a power, and that's the old Republic. I, I know, but like, if these are shrouded in like a storm uh, of lightning that is generated by a powerful Sith, aka maybe Palpatine. So I guess a lot of the theories are that uh, Palpatine has been in the shadows and kind of uh, waiting for his chance to bring back the the Empire. Which would be a stretch because I don't know if they're going to keep him dead or if they're going to be like, ah, Ghost is controlling it. I think if they brought back Palpatine, it would just be... I wouldn't want to see it. I'd like them to do something new and not rely so much on... Yeah. And the IMDb credits are uh, bringing back, or, or say that they're bringing him back, but I don't know if it's just for the voice or if it's for an actual scene. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so another thing that uh, we see is uh, the surface of a planet getting fucking roasted like a marshmallow, and apparently that's because um, there's some new technology or new weapon that is like yet another Death Star it's using I think it's using wow. Death Star technology but not to destroy a planet instead just destroy the surface of the planet to like terraform or something so they're not <laughs> losing a fucking planet over it um, yeah. we'll see what happens with that yeah. uh whatever and then uh, we get to see a cool little scene of uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Rey fighting on what some people have the- have uh, uh, thought to be the like the 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 edges of like the death star near the trenches because there's a gun turret across from them and they're like oh shit that's it's the just, it's all just detail it's a, like, it's a callback from like know, the the is... death star and saying oh they're this they're trailer... fighting on the graves of the of the original movies so I guess I, so, yeah. I just mean, every every frame of this trailer, this was made knowing that people were gonna dissect this frame by frame, even more so than the last trailers. They're just like, here, we'll make it all we'll just cram all these things in here. It's it's a it's a thousand page it's a thousand picture gallery almost at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't wanna get into a whole lot, but I am gonna say <laughs> there was a scene with Maul who had double-bladed lightsaber, and now Ray has a double-bladed lightsaber. So... So Ray's gonna... Ray, it's gonna come out, and she's gonna be on the top half, and Darth Maul's gonna be on the bottom half, and they're gonna be a double-bladed <laughs> yeah. Jedi, like oh, cat yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. They're gonna fuse <laughs> the together. I will take back everything bad I've ever said about J.J. <laughs> Abrams if he makes the fucking cat dog Sith. <laughs> cat <down>. dog. <laughs> I'd be down. <laughs> So yeah, well, Ray Mall. Yeah, Ray Mall. Honestly, I just want things to pay off. I want there to be like the Knights of Ren. I just want there to be some good story, some good character (laughs) development. I don't want Rose to be in it. I want her to die. I, I really don't care about Rose. I know. I want her to die. (laughs) I don't like her. Just kill her off. I, I mean, she was just there as a vehicle to establish a motivation or something. I don't All know. the more reason got, to murder her. People got weirdly reactive to to that. Yeah. I. People, like, 
a lot of the negativity about The Last Jedi comes from, like, somewhat, I would say, illegitimate sources. Like, there's stuff wrong with the movie, don't get me wrong, but, like, some of the things they were bitching about are, are kind of superficial, I guess would probably be the best way to say it. Well, there was a lot of things with, like, the the, the casino scene and the, uh, yeah, the, the pretty heavy-handed, like, cut. oh, what they're doing is wrong, the First Order is bad. It's like, fucking, we know, dude, they're the villain. You don't have to well, shove I it mean, in our face. Benito Del Toro's thing is thing was like well I sell the everyone everyone's buying shit so you know it's not as clear cut who's good and who's bad yeah. um like there was like there was good stuff I think they they could have cut like 30 minutes from the movie and it would have been better overall oh yeah but, I think so too um, <laughs> at first I want I want a director's uh more cut I don't know what what, what would you what would you call that uh, the opposite of a director's cut. No, it'd be director's... a director's cut, but the director's cut is shorter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want <laughs> I want a director's cut that's shorter. Yeah, take stuff out of the movie. <laughs> There's well, I mean, I guess there are editor's cuts. Like I, I bought a. Uh... Blu-ray of the original Spider-Man trilogy, and there's an editor's cut of Spider-Man Three, oh. and I'm like, what the fuck is an editor's cut? <laughs> they removed the entire emo arc of Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh god, I haven't watched it yet. Um, jeez. That makes me laugh just as much as the Joker laughed in the new Joker trailer. Yeah, everyone. I mean, like, I'll admit that I'm interested in this movie, and it and it does look interesting and good. But like, the praise the trailer is getting is, I think, it's like settled down a little bit. It didn't really show anything. No, it didn't. I don't even know what the fucking movie's about. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I, I don't. I everybody's like, like, this looks so good. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it. I guess sure, it shot well. I'll give you that. Yeah, okay. Walking Phoenix is good. Like he's very good. But like, what is it about? Yeah. <laughs> like, does it have a story? He's going on the fucking Tonight Show. I thought this was about the Crown Prince of Cl- Crime, not the Crown Prince of Comedy. Yeah. Uh um, I think people are. Their people are predicting that this will be similar to, I think, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, where it goes on and and kills the guy. Yeah, maybe. That I don't be. know. It it could be. I I mean, I guess I I, I would see his motivation because the the Tonight Show host called him a hack as a comedian, and then yeah, now he has the opportunity to get revenge. I could see that happening. Um, but like the trailer just showed you clips of stuff happening with no real connective tissue which as a trailer i think it should do because it builds intrigue i don't know what this movie's about but fuck i want to find out yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. like like you, you look at a trailer you want to get what what does a trailer do for you it, it tries to get you interested in the movie but it doesn't give you enough to where you don't even have to go see the movie because some some trailers do that. Some trailers tell you the entire yeah. fucking story, and then you never get to. You don't even have to go see it. This one, I have no idea what's happening. There's a love interest. There's this clown movement. Yeah. How does he start the clown movement? <laughs> like he just seems like an average there's, guy there's... who has like a mental disorder. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. He seems like a guy with like depression or or something. 
Yeah. There's like no nothing distinctly Gotham City about anything in this movie. Um Yeah, other than the name the Joker. Yeah. And uh a little bit the the costume and makeup. There's nothing that would you could title this something else and pass it off as something original. I think once I give the names out, it'll be a little bit more obvious because there are going to be the um, the Bruce Wayne character. I think he's going to have a pretty big role in this because he did punch him in the face and he seems like a big target. But it looks like they're going to retcon the, uh, the origin story of Batman in this one. Change it up. Uh, maybe. I don't think this is, like, supposed to play into any larger continuity. I think this is just a standalone. Yeah, I think it's a standalone, but I think they're going to have the Joker be the one that kills, uh, uh, Martha and, Martha and uh, Thomas Wayne. Well, they already did that. They did that in one of the movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 1989 Batman movie. Yeah. By Tim Burton. There was no Joe Chill, it was Jack Nicholson the entire time. Yeah, because there's a scene where they're coming out of a, uh, you can see Thomas and Martha and and, uh, Bruce Wayne all walking out of the opera and uh, what appears to be the Joker. I'm pretty sure it was the Joker who's running up to them. Or running in that direction. Yeah, maybe. You know, it wouldn't be the first time they've done that. People always try to tie that greater meaning into the uh, Batman-Joker uh, dynamic, but it doesn't need it, and I think it's weakened by that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's a much more interesting dynamic when the Joker has no like connection to Bruce Wayne or Batman, other than the fact that he sees them as polar opposites and you know wants yeah. to to break him and make him break his code and all that. Yeah, and again with trailers, they can also be misleading, and it, it could have been a shot just for this reason. To get people talking yes, about it. To get people talking yeah. about it. So, but like he he hears the gunshot and then rushes to see what's going on. Yeah. You know that could be what it is. Who knows? We'll find out October fourth, I believe. Yes, October fourth, uh, coming up soon. So we'll have we'll have everything you need to know about this movie. We'll talk about it in depth. I'm sure. Oh yeah. On the October, um, on the October fifth edition of the podcast, yeah, uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, time marches ever onward, but we do want to look backward for at least one last trailer before we move on. I don't I got, know if you guys have others, but I have we're one more. Taking, we're going back in time. I gotta get back, back to the past. Primal <laughs> from Kennedy Tartakovsky. That's the Tartikovsky. one. Not tartar sauce. Um, that's all. That's also coming out October seventh. I guess this. That's just sort of like the fall release time. Um, it's about a caveman in in the Turok kind of land where there's there's caveman and dinosaurs together. It's great. Caveman befriends dinosaur and uh, tries not to die <laughs> as fucking crazy shit goes down. Um, he there's there's a great scene where he fucking he's got a like shadow of the Colossus of Mammoth. Yeah. Uh, there's scenes where he's like he punches a man in half. 
Um, Straight up. There's fucking giant monster spiders, giant other, like, a pack of raptors coming after him. Giant fucking super T-Rexes. See, I that read got that differently. Under. I read that scene as he was, like, leading the pack of raptors. Oh, maybe. But it said, like, survive. And then, like, yeah, right after the good. big word survive, it was him, like, and they're all behind him. And he seems like the kind of guy who goes alone. But I don't know. Gennady could take this any number of ways. Uh, and then there's the fucking bat fighting scene, which looked that that looked fucking straight out of like a Conan the Barbarian adaptation. And I saw, you know, I saw this, other people saw this, and they're like, "Man, he should really do a fucking Conan the Barbarian movie, or or show or something. Yeah. That'd be sick." But um, Gennady is unleashed. All, yeah, all the does. all the gore you could want. It definitely has the feel of the last season of Samurai Jack in terms of. Uh, creative freedom offered by a uh, more mature audience. Um, the art style is interesting. Peter mentioned it looked very comic booky, and that's true. And the the animation is I don't want to say choppy, but it's it's deliberately like harsh. I guess would be mm-hmm. a way to it's, describe it. Yeah. Yep. I don't know enough about the technical to describe. Uh, why it, it looks the way it does, but um, it uh, yeah, it looks good, and um, it it seems like it could be a uh, completely silent, or like not silent. Of course, there's going to be music and sound effects, but a uh, dialogue-free series. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I miss those from like the old Samurai Jack stuff. Yeah, he yeah. he's been known to do that in the past. There are episodes of Samurai Jack with no dialogue. There are episodes of The Clone Wars with no dialogue, um, and it just it it uh, it makes you pay attention. And yeah. I have one last trailer. Uh, it's called Lucy in the Sky. Uh, Natalie Portman is an astronaut. This is based uh, loosely on the Lisa Nowak story. Um, for those of you who don't remember that, in 2007, an astronaut uh, named Lisa Nowak uh, kidnapped the romantic intre- interest of another astronaut, uh, William o- Ofini, um, who was played by John Hamm in this, this movie. Um, and uh, she was apprehended and eventually would plead guilty to uh, kidnapping and uh, minor battery, and she was mm. dishonorably discharged from the Navy. Uh, but this is about her her life. She's up in space, and she she wants to go back up in space, and she's training real hard, and the director's like, ah, I don't think we're going to send you back up. And she's like, if, if I were a man, and the director's like, excuse you? <laughs> Which is my favorite part of the trailer. <laughs> Just cuts her down right there. Um, but yeah, she, you see her making romantic advances to John Hamm, and then she's at a, a hardware store, like, getting a mallet and rope. Uh, so What time frame does this take place in? Uh, well, this would be the early 2000s, because oh, okay. that's when I this happened. John Hamm, I'm like, yeah, this is a, John Hamm, space, is this the 60s? Yeah. <laughs> no. Totally could be. Um, no, this is space shuttle mission, so this is... 98 to present day but her her run is uh her the mission she was on was in 2006 or or 
I'm sorry. She was selected. I'm on her Wikipedia page right now. She was selected uh, by NASA in 1996 and qualified as a mission specialist in robotics. She flew aboard the space shuttle Discovery during the STS-121 uh, mission in July 2006, where she was responsible for operating the robotic arms. And then in 2007, she was arrested in Orlando and charged with the attempted kidnapping of U.S. Air Force Captain Carlene Shipman, who was romantically involved with uh, Bill. We'll just call him because they don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. She was released on bail and initially pleaded not guilty to charges, which included attempted kidnapping, burglary, with assault and battery. Her assignment to the space agency as an astronaut was terminated by NASA on March 8, 2007, and on November 10, 2009, she agreed to plead to a plea deal with prosecutors and pleaded guilty to felony burglary of a car and misdemeanor battery. Uh, she remained a Navy captain until August 2010 when the Naval Board of Inquiry comprised the three admirals voted unanimously to reduce her to a commander and discharge her under other than honorable conditions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So okay. Natalie Portman cool. plays astronaut that goes crazy, and, and I remember the story well because she had diapers. Oh, she was planning to drive cross-country uh, to... I guess I think murder and dispose of the body like she fucking she snapped yeah seriously sounds like um, a so speaking of snapping uh, good boys is run at the top of the box office has been snapped after only one week there's a new number one in town and it's angel has fallen with a weekend gross of $21.38 million. President uh, versus drones. Uh, <laughs> a $40 million budget. Uh, to date, it has made $32 million and is not released internationally. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. This is. I don't think America movies would do too well in this. Uh, in China? In the world today. <laughs> Yeah. But they love us. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa. Um, Good what Boys falls to number two, down 45.6%. Uh, in, surprisingly, 150 more theaters. Yeah. Um, huh. da, 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 it's made 56 million worldwide, most of that domestic. Wow, well, it's doing uh, really well. million dollar budget, so. Yeah, it's doing well for what it is. Yeah, it's got a really Overcomer. low budget. Overcomer. Uh, not doing Which so is... well foreign. I wonder if it like isn't uh fully. Again, really... it's a com like comedy movies also don't do too well overseas, especially if I'm if I'm gonna guess this seems like a very verbal comedy and relies on little boys cussing. Yeah, I think which sometimes it's hard to translate. I don't know if it's necessarily even that. I think at times they just. You know, they don't release it in certain countries because they're like, yeah, it's it's not worth the uh, distribu distri distribution uh, cost. Yeah, costs. could be. Yeah, I get that. Um, Overcomer, which is a, a movie by a therm, I think that's the one with the the god legs, the runner and god. Yeah, 
Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, take my legs. Jesus, take. That's in a very weak box office. It opened in third with eight point one six million dollars. Uh, a five million dollar budget, though. So, Jesus took the money. <laughs> <laughs> she took the kids. <laughs> the uh, the um uh, total thus far, all domestic, mind you, is uh twelve point nine million dollars. It is the thirty first ranked Christian movie of all time. So this is our our favorite um, box office report subsection here where we pick a random category and see what movies top uh passion of the christ is number one of course you guys want to guess what number two is (laughs) i'm looking at it now and i'm like i i mean yes but like no it's so much no even though it's yes (laughs) it is the chronicles of narnia the lion the witch and the wardrobe yeah that's fine uh who who did those c.s lewis yeah uh, yeah, no. The Chronicles of Narnia is big old fucking Christ metaphor. The whole thing. The whole series. There's a lot of Jesus in there. Like, Aslan is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And God. He's and the, the seventh guy. book is literally just fucking Revelation. <laughs> um, it's followed by the Chronicles of Narnia Prince Caspian. The Chronicles of Narnia Voyage. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which I did not even know existed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me either. But it's apparently it made $104 million domestically. And $415 million worldwide. So, I guess it came, it came out December 10th, 2010. I have zero memory of this. Yeah. Heaven is for real in number five, $91 million. I can only imagine $83 million. War Room, $67 million. Miracles from Heaven, 61 million. God's Not Dead, 60 million. Son of God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's just another movie about Jesus. Uh, yes, yep. Um, oh. Wait, did we talk about... No, uh, we weren't doing the podcast at the time. Son of God, um, 59 million. The Shack is... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait a sec, pull up. Totally unrelated. Have they ever made a movie where Shaquille O'Neal becomes a vampire and it's called Shakula? No, but I'm going to get on the phone with his agent as soon as we're done yeah. here and pitch it to him. Yeah, dibs, dibs, our, our idea first. <laughs> you gotta give him hot wings to bribe him, but make sure they're not from Kansas because Kansas can't do no hot wings. Right. Um. Sure. Go watch the go watch the Hot Ones episode where he says that it's S- hilarious. So um, it's a bunch of other shit, but uh, I think no, it's not a bunch of other shit. Well, I'm getting number to number twenty one is I'm Jonah. Getting to number twenty one, <laughs> Jonah of Veggie Tales movie. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Because I was shocked that Veggie Tales cracked this fucking list ahead of a bigger budget production of God's Not Dead 2 and fucking this movie. <laughs> oh my god. The Pirates oh, okay. Who Won't Do Anything is also above this movie. <laughs> I did not know that these movies were in theaters. <laughs> I didn't realize they made a full movie of the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Jesus. 
That was the fucking. Oh my was, god! I'm looking the at Sheldon the Cooper. fucking. I'm looking at the teams. goddamn, like posters for these, and fuck, fuck, dude. The animation is so <laughs> old. It's just uncanny valley <clears throat> everywhere. We used to watch this shit. That's the sad we part. Did. Um. Yeah. So that's that's our deep dive for this week <laughs> into the Christian movie category. Um, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Arguably another Christian dollars. movie. Yeah, another deeply Christian movie. Uh, it's made five hundred ninety-two million dollars worldwide. Um, it's in its fourth week. It's it's winding down its theatrical run. Theaters are already dropping it. The Lion King moves from third to fifth. Uh, it's made $1.5 billion overall and $8 million last weekend. Ready or not, the horror comedy about the bride-to-be playing a deadly game of hide-and-seek uh, <laughs> opened in six with $8.015 million, a scant $50,000 short of The Lion King's. Um, yeah, I wonder what that budget was. Couldn't be much. Could not be much. Um, yeah. No, it was probably... I'd, I'd be shocked if it was more than $10 million. Um, probably less than eight. Um, it's made $16 million uh, so far, so it did really well during the week. Um, doubling its weekend total. Seems about right. Angry Birds moving two down in seventh, dropping in three spots. Uh, although only losing 38% of its gross, um, it uh, made $6.32 million. Thus far, worldwide, it has made $78 million. It had a $65 million budget. So it, it made back its production costs, but in terms of advertising and licensing fees, perhaps not. Uh, yeah. Scurry stories to tell in the dark. Came down to Abe. Would you two fucking knock it off? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're sharing Lion King memes about the, the parody of Lion King, the Lion King. I was really hoping Kurt, it would be a, a like a porn parody, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, instead it's a fucking cuts of meat. I love how you're on your parents' computer right now, Jake, and you're yeah. looking up potential porn parodies. Yeah. No, I don't care. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, um, <laughs> Scary Scories Tell in the Dark moves from 5th to 8th down 41% 5.8 million it's made 75 million dollars off a 25 million dollar budget so did pretty well for itself Door in the Lost City of Gold oh, I like gold made it wait, all the way it's in its 6th wait okay no it's not in its 6th week it's in its 6th week. week right now it okay. was 6th place like last week yeah uh, this week has fallen three spots wow. uh, to number nine, still in the top ten, and above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, yeah, wow, actually, Dora greater than Quentin Tarantino. Well, that's um, been out for five weeks. Dora's been out for three weeks. And, don't uh, come in here with your fucking <laughs> facts, Jake. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, 
and it should not go challenged by anyone. That's how the internet works. No one fact checks anything, and they just believe whatever they read on Twitter. Why use actual facts when you have feelings? Yeah. <laughs> so that made $5.3 million. So far, it's made $65 million worldwide off of a $49 million budget. So hey, it's uh, did it. the most profitable affair. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in its fifth week made $5.05 million, down 34% and leaving theaters at a somewhat rapid rate. Uh, It's made $244 million worldwide. So it did a little bit better overall than Dora. I would hope so. I would really hope so. Um, That runs out the top 10. Our uh, favorite Terror from the Deep. Uh, 47 meters down, uncaged. Uncaged. Down 53.5%. In 30 more theaters, interestingly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, what theaters are, are going to be like, What eh. the fuck was on the fence about? They just like got fucking Once Upon a Time of Hollywood out of there. It's like, okay, bring in 47 meters uh, down. I don't know if it's worth it. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Yo, look uh, at these numbers. Holy shit. Yes, it, is, it has been... It was only in like 12 theaters last week. Uh, now it is in considerably more, 947 more. Um, still in less than 1,000 theaters, though. So yeah. it's a uh, $2.9 million weekend is actually fairly impressive. Yeah. It had a uh, it had a 933.8% change from last week. One, 1% per theater. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in its third week... It uh, it shot up that much. It's interesting. I'm surprised that they didn't didn't do it's anything. The first time that's it. ever worked. Yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which has a director's cut and IMAX in my local AMC that I'm probably going to check out either today or tomorrow, um, or extended cut. I don't know if it's a, technically a director's cut, but uh, that enjoyed a modest uh, modest retention of forty percent since fifteenth. It's made. 1.17. I just wanted to mention the extended cut in IMAX, really. Okay. Uh, for those of you who might be interested in that. And that's that's um, the only other movie I want to mention, and it's simply because of its title, and I can see it's an Amazon movie that came out in five theaters last weekend called Britney Runs a Marathon. <laughs> I was wondering I wonder what about it's about. <laughs> oh, it, it's uh, got her in it. it uh, sure. I don't know who it is either. Fuck. But, she was uh, in work, uh, Workaholics? Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, that so it's a girl in got her, her sneakers in her hand and uh, a glass of wine in the other with a face going like, Oh, no, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it is Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. That's her name. Yep, that's the name of the actress. She, her name is Brittany. No last name. It's Brittany, bitch. It's Brittany, bitch. Uh, Brittany. Oh, there's some, um, there's some crazy shit happening. <laughs> My end. It supposedly. Yeah, someone fucking driving a power derby in the background there. Possibly. Brittany's running her marathon. Oh um, god. Apparently, it has a ninety percent fresh. Tomato meter and eighty-seven percent audience score. All right. Um. So, 
Seventh or a meta score? That's something. Surprising. Apparently, it doesn't suck. Um, Brittany Fogler is a hilarious, friendly, hot mess of a New Yorker who always knows how to have a good time. But at 27, her late-night adventures and early-morning walks of shame are starting to catch up to her. When she stops by a Yelp-recommended doctor's office and Yelp, uh, there's some Yelp product integration there. <laughs> In an attempt to score some Adderall, she finds herself slapped with a prescription she never wanted. <laughs> Forced to face a reality for the first time in a long time, Brittany laces up her converse and runs one sweaty block. The next day, she runs two. Soon, she runs a mile. Brittany finally has a direction, but is she on the right path? Jillian Bell stars in Britney Runs a Marathon. <laughs> that reminds me so much of the, the South Park ones where they were doing yeah, the Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Rob Schneider is a carrot. That's, that's the that's, exact that's, voice I was I doing. Fucking, my name is Laura. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my doctor said I need to run. <laughs> I feel like I'm living in the big city is harder than I thought. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this movie. <laughs> Apparently, oh, it's it's better God. than than the premise sounds. I make fun of the premise because it sounds awful. So boilerplate. Um, but I guess it was well executed. There's only a couple of rotten reviews in in the '88 so far i mean as it releases to more people when it's that few a number of reviews you can always kind of take it with a grain of salt because mm -hmm. generally they screen reviewers that are more likely to give it a positive review for the early releases um mm -hmm. just mid-20s girls who love rom-coms yeah and sometimes there's even bribery that is involved not they don't like give them money but there's a very nice gift bag for them waiting when they leave the theater um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. it's a dirty uh, game. Don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Trust us. Yeah, <laughs> dirty, dirty game. Only we cannot be bought, it. except we totally can be bought. Please oh, try to buy us. Buy us, please. Somebody buy us. <laughs> um, I think it's. It, I think at this point, I'm looking at some of these lower guys here, and it's kind of like looking at an autopsy of the summer, <laughs> and seeing what how all the summer movies came out. Because like we get to see John Wick. And that made 170 million out of whatever. Rocket Man, he made 90. It's fine, like 96 million over the 40 million budget. Men in Black International, just straight flopping. It's well, maybe well, it's international, so the, <laughs> the the worldwide box office may bring it up, but it's 75 million domestic on its 110 million budget. Yeah. Thanks, Sony. Um. Yeah. So, just looking at some of these and seeing how they all panned out. Stuber. Stuber. It made six hundred and two dollars this week. For for a total of twenty two million. <laughs> two hundred and six dollars. That better have not like I hope that movie didn't cost over fifteen million to make. Like Crawl took thirteen million to make. Um Jeez. we looked it up and it was actually like I remember it being higher than we thought. Stuber budget is 16 million. Okay, so a little bit over, but all right, still I guess still cheap, which is good cuz make them cheap, get them cheap. Was you know? Crawl a remake? 
I don't think is so. It? Uh, it's so. I mean, the premise is easy enough that it easily. No, could it doesn't look like same name. Uh, oh yeah, there, there was there another was a, completely unrelated movie called yeah, Crawl. Crawl. It was a crime thriller, not a yeah. uh, alligator horror. Not a terror from the deep. Not a terror from the deep. Not an action drama horror. Action wow. drama horror comedy romance. IMDb went all out for their like promotional page. Holy shit! Yeah. It's got a little um, animation in the beginning, and it's like, watch out, crocodiles—they'll get you. You need uh, you need to get Oscar Bluth to be your croc spotter. <laughs> yeah, croc. Wait. wait, no, that was a log. Sorry. <laughs> wait, no, croc. Let's- I think it's important. I'm looking at these these fucking bottom these bottom feeders here. Stuber was in 75 theaters and made 602 dollars last week. The movie in 45th, Exit, I have no idea what that's about, was in 11 theaters and made 3,600 dollars last <laughs> week. Hey, <laughs> yeah. This was oh this Exit is a uh, I believe this is Korean. It's some variety of of uh, Moonspeak, <laughs> Asian cri- scriptography. Um, yeah, I think it's Korean, and it looks like it's like a, some romantic thing. So I could see how that would make that would Exist. draw some very, uh, you know, it has its audience. Yeah. All I'd right, let's it. talk some some gaming news yep. uh, quickly here. Uh, Magic Arena is adding new cards for its historic format, so it's going to bring in some cards from Magic's history. Uh, if that leads to other formats than standard Dark and confidant, yeah, not worm standard. coil engine. Do they, wait, do they have a list out of some of the cards that they're bringing in, um, or it's speculated? Okay, they haven't they haven't come out with. The yeah, list I do not see a list. But they're really pushing the idea that the cards that they're going to bring in from outside the format to historic are like bonkers cards. Huh? They're like really push ones. Really? I don't know why. Well, I mean, they have their ideas of what's pushed and our ideas of what's pushed. Um, like, remember when they said that they were increasing the MSRP of Commander products so they could put better cards in them? And then uh, the decks got worse two straight years. Yeah, I haven't been a fan of the uh, Commander deck. I I don't know. I, they just need, like, upgrades to be really good. And they're, the power of them are not... Like, but like for now we're talking forty bucks. I can build from scratch a better commander deck for that kind of money. Yeah, I think, I, and you don't get much of a savings if you buy all four like in the bundle. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft slams Steam's business model of taking thirty percent and calls it unrealistic and predicts that Epic Games will eventually overtake its market share. Huh. Um. Their stuff is no longer available on Steam. It's available on Epic Games and their own Uplay service. Don't use Uplay. Uplay sucks. But you have to use it yeah, to play yeah. the games, actually, so you're stuck with it. That's why I've never beaten Assassin's Creed 4, because I just Uplay, Uplay stopped working one day, Oof. and I fucking did not care enough to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Bandai, on the opposite end of the viewpoint spectrum, Bandai Namco sees no point in putting its games on the Epic Store. Um, Dragon Ball and Tekken game developer Bandai Namco reveals it doesn't see the point in releasing its games on the Epic Game Store, while other publishers like 2K have signed uh, exclusive deals. Bandai Namco suggests that signing a deal like that would go against the company's strategy. So they... They have the strategy of spread your seed far and wide. <laughs> As it is written. Uh, um, we speaking ha of... Oh, go ahead. I, I actually have one. Uh, fucking, you might catch this a little bit, but um, Shovel Knight Ooh. fucking dropped its load this week. Because they're, they're like a full-on brand now. Like, they're, it's a full-on fucking franchise that's going... Instead of going tall with, like, sequels, you know... Shovel Knight 2, Shovel Knight 3, it's going, like, its strategy is to go wide. Where they never they never did anything after the first game, but they're like... So these three new ones are uh, Shovel Knight Showdown, where you can play... It's like Brawl, so you can fight with your Shovel Knights against each other. Right. Um, there's Shovel Knight Dig, which is being uh, produced or developed by... Is it a Dig Dug skin? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's being developed by Nitrome. And, um, yeah, you dig down, and oh, it's, uh, it's 16-bit. I'm sold. Um, yeah. And then you have, uh, their newest, like, character DLC, like, King of Cards, where you get to play as King Knight. He has a shoulder tackle, Ooh. and I assume some other cool mechanics. So, yeah, they're just, they're like, here, have this other product, this other product. Go wide. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, if people are buying it. Good for them. Yeah. Um, Gearbox has put out its Borderlands 3 PC system requirements. Now, these requirements are not necessary. Like, if your system does not meet these requirements, which, to be frank, are not, like, super demanding at this stage of the game, does not mean you won't be able to run the game, but these are the minimum. The minimum specs are for 1080p, 60 frames per second uh, experience, and the recommended specs are for a 1440p, 60 frames per second experience. So, uh, not necessarily death if you don't have components on these levels. But anyway, minimum for 1080p is you need to have Windows 7, 8, or 10 on the latest service pack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A AMD FX 8350 or i5-3570. Um, I know for a fact that if you have like a 2500K, that will perform just as well, if not better, than a 3570 if you overclock it well enough. So, hmm. like, again, not necessarily doom if you don't have anything like this. Uh, six gigabytes of RAM, a AMD Radeon HD 7970 or GeForce... GTX 682 gigabyte and 75 gigabytes of hard drive space. Um, recommended specs for 1440p gaming. Uh, same Windows uh, 7, 8, or 10. A AMD Ryzen 5 2600 or Intel i7-4770. Uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM. A AMD RX 590 or GeForce GTX 1086 gigabyte and 75 gigabytes of hard drive space. So not super demanding. And there is a bunch of graphical tweaks they announced uh, for the game, which includes a resolution scale. 
So if you're struggling with your hardware, you can always turn down the resolution scale and it'll run a little bit better. And there's plenty of tweaks you can do to get it running well on your system. But that's what they have put out there. So hmm, cool. And more Borderlands 3 news. Uh, we have a little bit more information on how Mayhem mode works. Uh, PAX West is currently underway. And many developers are showing off some shit. Including Gearbox and Borderlands 3, one of the brand new modes coming is Mayhem Mode, which unlocks after the players tackle the lengthy campaign. After the credits rolls, players will unlock access to Mayhem Mode, which adds modifiers to the game to increase difficulty and rewards. Mayhem Mode in Borderlands 3 is comparable to other endgame difficulty modes in different titles like Torment and Diablo 3. Mayhem Mode will increase enemy health and shields while increasing Iridium and cash rewards as well as increasing loot rarity. Perhaps the most interesting part of Mayhem Mode is that it will add random modifiers when players enter the area. There are three tiers of Mayhem Mode, with each level increasing in both difficulty and rewards. Uh, sort of like OP levels, it sounds like. Players looking mm-hmm. for a real struggle will want to tackle Mayhem Mode 3, which offers the best rewards and the hardest challenge. So it sounds a lot like the OP levels of uh, uh, Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. There is a separate article I read that says that they will be bringing back True Vault Hunter mode. So uh, it's going to be a both similar and different endgame experience for Borderlands 3. So we'll find out September 14th. That's the the first day we'll be streaming it. Yeah. Um, So be on the lookout for that. Um, Castle Crashers Remastered is coming to the Switch and PS4. It is already out on the Xbox One and PC. I believe we own it. I don't know if we own the remastered or if uh, it was automatically remastered for us, but uh, I don't think so because there's a couple nights that I don't recognize in here. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's the game we should, that was arguably our most successful stream ever. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if we want to um, get revisit you know, it, revisit it, and yeah. you know, bring it up some, for some more. I would not be. I I liked. I enjoyed Castle Crashers. Yeah, that was that was a fun game. Um, Castle Crashers. I see that uh, uh, Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic is getting a, an expansion. No, that's the old Republic. That's not. Yeah, the the Knights. MMO, not Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. I'd no, like I... them to update Knights of the Old Republic one with the same, uh, like, widescreen support and um, controller support that they upgraded Knights of the Old Republic two with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hasn't happened. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the, lastly, the fact that they're the fact that they're working okay. on like the old republic and not any the fact that they're coming out with an expansion just makes me like it crushes my hopes forever uh knights of the old republic 3 yeah I well, that's how will... i felt when the old republic came out i was yeah. like so excited they the trailer looked awesome and then they're like it's an mmo and i'm like <sighs> you fucking you. what mate you fucking i'll cut you um yeah i was very deflated um speaking of deflation uh pro jared has responded to uh the allegations uh leveled against him with a a 42 minute video uh with uh proof that if i were a juror in a court case i would say would 
be convincing enough for me to uh, consider him to be not guilty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for a, a reminder, uh, the the big thing I think was that he was being uh, accused with getting nudes from underage uh, yeah, kids, knowingly, knowingly that they were underage, nudes, yeah. um, and then he was posting them online. Um, but the thing and is that he was in a predatory yeah. manner. A lot of nasty yeah, yeah. stuff. That, yeah, some uh, really he, nasty stuff that. It was just coming from like a, a very angry ex, I think, and uh, just some just two random people who were saying, "Oh yeah, I did this." But and you know, a lot of the response to the video has been like, "Oh wow," you know, the the tide seems to be turning on that. But I think it speaks largely to uh, a problem with uh, the way people are these days, where it's automatically you're guilty from the accusation and uh you know that's yeah that sucks like this dude's livelihood was fucked with you know he lost a lot of subscribers uh-huh. he he felt he needed to leave his uh partner network and you know that yeah that, that certainly hurt his bottom line and, yeah, and one uh, of the things is, is he he got out of that like they didn't a lot of people thought that he was like fired from normal boots, but uh, he he had resigned. He made the he he tried to get in front of it, which was smart. Yeah, um, yeah. Get in front was, of it, resign, and uh, try to try to damage control at that point. Yeah. When, so when I mean, hopefully he can get back on his feet. Um, anything about like infidelity and his his relationship with his ex wife that's no one's business but yeah. their own. Um, and if the worst thing about him is he's going through a messy divorce, you know, <clears throat> that happens a lot. Um, and to give you a little bit of a, to give you a little bit of context uh, on like number wise, he was losing about a hundred to two hundred subscribers per day uh, up until this point. When the story first came out, he lost uh, a million subscribers in a day, which made a record. Right in the middle, James Charles broke it, but. Uh, so he lost yeah. a million right away. He's been losing on average about 200 per day. Uh, when he dropped the video, he instantly gained back 22,000 more subscribers. Uh, and that has nice. been increasing uh, ever since. So he's yeah. up about 50, 70, uh, another 90. He's almost up about 100,000 subscribers since he's put out that video. So... He is coming back a little bit. Uh, we'll. I think this has to get around. The news has to yeah. spread for sure. Uh, and beca- I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think the news of this is going to spread with the same uh, speed or, or breadth of the accusations. No, of course not. Because like, Cause, uh, what I mean, you look at the media nowadays. It's like, okay, what what spreads faster, an accusation video or an apology video? Like that's yeah. just that's just the nature that we're in right now, and and unfortunately, yeah. it'll take a lot longer for him to recover than it will for him to uh, yeah. uh, to, to have this happen to him. He he does uh, recover. Um, when we first talked about this story, uh, we stressed that we stressed the word if if these accusations are true, they're very damning. But at the moment, you know, there's there's not a lot of evidence to support them. Yeah. Um, and it it you know. You know, we come back three, four months later, and and uh, we we see that there was, a, in fact, a lot of evidence to to the contrary. So, 
I was I surprised the, to see that it took him this long to come out with a video. I think he wanted to make sure he had all his legal ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, there, I'm sure there was a lot of shit going on, and it took him a while to sort everything out. Um, but yeah, like I think in terms of recourse, if I don't know if he if he has the ability to do so, but I would sue for, for libel defamation. if I were yeah. him. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah, so next time something like this happens, you know, don't jump to any conclusions. Wait until the facts are out. Uh, mm-hmm. This. I, they call it cancel culture in the uh, in the video. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's bad. Weird. Let's not perpetuate that. Instead, let's talk about Batman Hush. Yes, Hush, Batman Hush. Yeah. Uh, Batman Hush was a graphic novel written in 2000. It came in two volumes. It is uh, one of my top ten favorite Batman stories of all time, and this movie did a pretty it's a weird movie because it changed very significant plot detail at the end um perhaps it will be revisited and corrected uh it omitted certain characters and included others that were not that either were in or not in the original story in order for it to better fit into the loose continuity that these dc uh original animated movies have um and uh, the animation I didn't I thought it, it felt weird to me. No, the animation was just straight up very bad. Yeah. I did not like it in the slightest. Yeah. It it I had to stop watching the movie 3 times because I just could not deal with it. Yeah, when, it hurt when me there was nothing deeply. in motion, it it was drawn well, but nope. Not even then. Uh, I will argue this. uh, (laughs) I will show you frames where they are just standing. And just the the characters themselves are very poorly drawn with, with bad just like perspective. Like the perspective on the shots is off. There are, there are several scenes in the movie where I just, I looked at them. Like the ones in motion, I thought, were were better just because they could move past it, but the ones where they were standing still, like it just drew attention to it. We'll talk about these, but yeah, the animation for me absolutely just wrecked this movie. I wonder if it seems, I don't know, like they. I feel like the the budget must not be good. Like they put, you can see where they put money into certain things and and cut corners in other areas. Um, I didn't have as much a problem with the the actual stills but anytime anything was in motion it just felt very uh it felt like they they tried to get away with half as many frames as was necessary to convey a smooth speed right it just was it was kind of distracting i typically don't notice or care that much uh with this but it was it was to a point where it was distracting for me um I think the one thing that I noticed uh, more than anything several times that there was like a delay in their responses when they were in conversation with each other and they would like yes. they would say something and then they would like pause and I thought it was like for a like dramatic like oh they're gonna come back with a quip but then it was never like but a no, quip. it happened all the time it was like it happened all the time and I'm like where is your timing dude <laughs> just respond normally 
So I, that's one thing that I, so, I I didn't notice anything wrong with the animation, but um, I was also tired and a little tipsy. Did you notice the the innumerable cheese shots? The cheese shots? No. The like every time they showed um, Ivy or Catwoman, um, like every shot of Ivy, it, there was a shot of her ass. Yeah, fan service, love it. Um, Add more. Yeah, I, it's just uh, as far as how to judge the quality of the movie. Well, the animation wasn't great, so if that's important to you in this movie, you you probably won't enjoy it. Uh, the story, the hush story in general, is very good, and they did a good job of following it through the first. I would say. <sighs> 45 minutes to an hour of the movie. Um, a lot of the beats from the graphic novel were in there. Uh, some characters were missing. Other characters that shouldn't have been in there were in there. And um, and a lot of it has to do with the continuity that they're trying to, to hold together with these, these movies as they go from one to the next. Um, and at the end, it just kind of completely diverged from the the source material, uh, at least with Hush's, as it concerns the Hush's identity. Um, and uh, so overall, I'd say, like, the story isn't strong enough to redeem some of the other shortcomings of the movie. So I, I would have to say that this is probably uh, in a unfortunately trending down direction that these movies have have taken i think this is probably the worst that we've reviewed on the podcast so far mm-hmm. um I agree. maybe bad blood was worse but at least that was that was better uh animated the story wasn't as good but it's either this or bad blood that are the worst we've reviewed <laughs> on the podcast yeah <laughs> um let's get into it yeah sure spoilers. sure um spoiler woo woo um so woo <laughs> spoilers so um in the graphic novel uh, and they followed it well to the point like with you know riddler's involvement and the lazarus pit and like all the characters like when they went to metropolis with superman and all that um but they they left out um some stuff and they changed the very end. At the very end, Thomas Elliot is is Hush in the comics. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he uses plastic surgery that changes his appearance. And, you know, he operates on some characters that are not, like, I guess, canon in this universe. Uh, like Harold, uh, the disfigured uh, tech that Batman employed or a contractor that he employed to, you know, work on the Batcave. You know, he gets operated on and, and fixed and in exchange for bugging the Batcave, Jason Todd is involved in the original uh, story. He teaches some of these enemies how Batman thinks. And uh, Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul are involved in this movie. But, of course, Talia al Ghul supposedly dies in bad blood, so they can't bring her into this movie. Um, and Damian Wayne wasn't even created yet when this story was written. But huh. he's in here because he's in this canon. Um, yeah, storm in there. There's just there's some details. Harvey Dent was completely missing from the story. 
um, for reasons that I'm not sure okay. about. Uh, what was his what what uh, what did he, he do? Well, he ultimately saves Batman from being killed by Hush. Oh shit! He oh, shoots him, a... and and he falls to his apparent death. Um, he comes back, of course, because it's comic books. But um, yeah, he shoots uh, Hush right before he's about to kill Batman, and he falls to his apparent death, and he. You know, has a big role in assisting um, Gordon, and Gordon's retired in the original Hush story, uh, but he has a big role assisting Batman because after he gets his face fixed by uh, Thomas Elliot, he's reformed, um, and it's just <laughs> so that's a pretty big one that was missing there. Uh, the relationship between Catwoman and Batman is present in. In the graphic novels, I think it was focused on more than this. Well, it's hard because this was a two-volume graphic novel. There's a lot of ground that needs to be covered, and it's hard to condense that oh, wow. into 80 minutes. I get it. I really do. But some of the things they chose to allocate time on were not exactly <laughs> where I would have allocated the time. I think they gave a lot of screen time to Batman and Selena's relationship where there was other stuff that I was more interested in that I would have rather gotten screen time. Yeah. Um, how big was the, the mystery element in the original comic? Um, it was pretty big through the first like half of volume one. Uh, but then it, you do find out like, uh, like halfway through the story that hushes Thomas Elliot. Oh, okay. Um, and that's okay. known to the reader, but not to the yeah. heroes. Um, and then, you know, the story progresses from there. It's been a while, so okay, my, my memory might be a little fuzzy, mm-hmm. but that's that's how I remember I, it. Because the opening action scene where he fights Bane, um, I'm glad they at least they they when Bane was like all angry, he's acting like fucking Batman and Robin Bane. I was like, <laughs> this isn't good. And then he then they're like, isn't he more eloquent? I'm like, okay, thank God <laughs> they, they, they aren't fucking tone deaf about that one. Um, but then he, like he picks up the leaf, and I guess I, I didn't realize it was an ivy leaf. Um, I guess it would have been stupid if he was like ivy. Yeah. Um, ivy. But that that looked like that moment was like I was ready for it to set up like a like a cool mystery thing and then i i don't know the flow of the scene was interrupted because lady shiva came in yeah i saw her lumen and like she's in the story but she comes in later when they they find out about the lazarus pit having been hijacked like she doesn't show up and just tell them they they kidnap talia to extort information from her and then lady shiva comes Mm -hmm. to rescue talia and then you know they well batman goes to find raish and talk to him about what's going on so, you know, and there's, there's, they, and, they set the clues yeah. up because when he goes to find Ray, she's like, well, someone from your past has come to use the Lazarus pit and you don't know who he's talking about later. You find out it's the Riddler, but yeah, it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's rushed. It's, it's a condensed version of the story. I mm-hmm. think that Hush has been rushed. They would have been better served <laughs> making this a two part thing like they did with uh death and return of Superman. Yeah, I think it would be good. Because otherwise, like, how it came off to me was, I had, like, the Lazarus Pit point in particular, that was, like, dropped off. That was in the first, like, seconds. And then, you know, ten minutes later, I'd forgotten about it. So when it came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, they never, 
Like that's a that's a very far callback to earlier in the movie. Um, but other than that, it just felt like to me, like I didn't I didn't feel a strong enough motivation. Like why all these bad guys? Like why is he going through the entire rogues gallery here? Yeah, they just kind of show fighting up. These guys. Um, the, the connective tissue that was there in the graphic novel mm-hmm. was not as strong here. And I, mm-hmm. I I assume that the graphic novel, both volumes, are available on DC Universe. And I highly recommend that you go and you read the story because I don't feel like this movie really did it justice. Like, a lot of the main story beats are there, but details have been altered. The ending was, was altered, and the whole thing was rushed. Yeah. So... Please, if you Those have some time, go mm-hmm. and, and read the, uh, the stories. Did they? Yeah, I want to look up some images. Did they go? Of the, did they go into detail about how the Riddler got into the Lazarus Pit? Because that was um, like, I was shocked at that. Because I was like, the yeah, fuck? How do so, how do you infiltrate the League of Assassins to get into their um, like most sacred place? I don't. You're just a dude with a staff. <laughs> Well, he's he's very smart. Um, he's just a dude I don't. With staff. I think they explained it a little bit better than they did here, where he just kind of waved it off with after a few bribes. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He bribed a yeah. few people. Yeah. Um, they explained it a little bit more, but not much. But the motivation, where you know he has the brain tumor and and all that, that's that's in the comics as well. Just just mm-hmm. character swapped. Well. Um, no, Riddler has the Riddler's involved. Like he's involved oh, okay. in the planning. He's just not hush. And oh, okay. there's a separate confrontation between Riddler and, and Batman's crew uh during the story. Okay. But it's just part of the larger. Yeah, so they, they get together uh, and scheme. Uh hmm, okay. And he does, like Riddler on his own does figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And he tells Hush about it, and then they get together and they form their their plan, and you know they they enlist oh, okay. the help all of right. his his previous villains, and they try to create as much chaos in his life as possible. Like that all is is the general premise. Like the general premise is contained within the movie, but it's the music between the notes that made the the graphic novel as good as it was. Mm-hmm. And you and... can't do that in the eighty minutes they give gave them. Yeah. They can't do it well, at yeah. least. So they should have done this in two parts. Give them, yeah, give themselves more time for every aspect. I'm looking at the at the actual graphic novels, the sheets. Um, I'm just going to continue on my earlier point, <laughs> ragging on the animation here. The graphic novel looks wonderful. It looks as comic booky as comic books have been. You know, when they're given good good artists to give flesh out the details and really bring every page to light uh in contrast i i'm going to show some a couple scenes a couple screen caps i took for you guys uh one was one is of right after they fight poison ivy after superman snaps out of it and they track her down they fight her um and they're all like standing over her it's a little hard to see but like look at superman's face in this number one and like look at where they're all standing like superman looks like he's like almost horizontal in this shot i guess yeah right if you follow their lines off and then this one this one wasn't as bad 
But this one, like, it looks worse in animation. This was the the moment where Batman runs out of the the opera theater and meets the Joker. Now the Joker, because he's not moving, he's not animated in this shot. He's got a lot of nice details on him. But look, if you look closely at his like the CGI banner on the bang sign in his in the gun in his hand. Yeah. When I saw that, I closed out the tab because <laughs> that just it just was so god awful to me and i just watched the first 10 minutes of redline again cuz i was like i need i need a break from this <laughs> it just it let, yeah it is it, i've noticed a decline in quality as we've gone chronologically chronologically through these uh these movies um and i understand there's there's budgetary constraints on uh on this animation, animation's expensive, particularly good quality animation is expensive. And, you know, these uh, fucking movies are, like, straight to video, so there's a limited amount of money they expect to make from them. But at the same time, it's, like, if you can't do it well, then don't bother. I Weirdly enough, I like the Riddlers, like, the, the way they animated him the best. In this, like, especially when they were in the interrogation scene. Yeah, that's where, like, where, uh, what I mean when you can tell I was like, yeah. that money was put into the final fight scene. And, like, generally the last 20 minutes of the movie looked a lot better than the first 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's that's my... The the extension of my gripes about the, the animation. Uh, it, the, the, the frame stuff that you said earlier, I think worked... It almost worked for me with uh, Superman because, like, it really did give him, like, okay, yeah, he's just going to do everything at super yeah, speed. like, it worked for that. But, like, when Nightwing is fighting the goons in the beginning, I was just like, oh, wow, I understand what they're trying to get out of here, but it just doesn't look natural. Yeah, just very snappy and not in a good way. Um, and the other thing... The, the the thing that stuck out to me most about the story, like the story, like every you said, basically a lot of things I want to say about it. Um, the ending also was very weird for me, because at the end they fight and Batman wants to save Riddler like he do, mm-hmm. um, and Selina Kyle kills him and he's like Batman sad over it, and like Selina Kyle leaves him because of this like i don't know it just did it felt weird to me it felt like it's like i'm gonna leave you for whatever whatever reason um i you know you can you can explain it out but in the moment i was just like she didn't explain it to me she just like i can't do this anymore and i'm like why (laughs) she just goes um yeah, I I just I didn't at at the core I did not enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, it was a bit of a slog for me as well. Um Yeah, I I can't say as though I'd recommend it. If you're really bored and you have nothing else to watch, I guess you could spend huh. 80 minutes doing something less productive. Like drugs. Um, but yeah, it's better than fucking <laughs> doing well. <laughs> 
It's better than destroying Take your venom. life with drugs. Yeah, um, it's better than but... it's better than methamphetamine. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, heroin. Okay, whatnot. so um, for those of you who wish to, they don't have the graphic novel collection up on DC Universe, but you might be able to find these specific issues. Uh, Batman Hush comprises of uh, Batman issue six hundred eight through six nineteen. Okay. So if you wish, cool. wish to read uh, some of the comics, I don't know if they're all on uh, DC Universe. I think I'm looking at six uh, oh. I'm looking at six nineteen here, so they have that. Um, and they seem to have most of them. So Batman six oh eight through six nineteen is the Hush story arc, uh, which this is based off of. It is much better than the movie. You so. can read the read the comics and then go watch it. And then you can share our ire. Yes. And just get really um, mad. <clears throat> and yeah, if you it won't it wouldn't take you you well, I guess it would take you a bit longer than eighty minutes to read the comics, but if you're uh-huh. interested in the story, don't watch the movie, read the comics. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you have this uh, if you bought this, I'm sorry. Uh but if you're planning <laughs> to watch this for DC Universe, um I recommend instead to read uh Batman six oh eight through batman 619 and which should also be on the dc it universe, should be right? on dc is universe that... 60 619's on there and then looking in the like recommended um it it fucking uh comes it has most of the ones after that in uh numerological order numeric order that's the one <laughs> numerology yeah. um so if you add the numbers in Batman's name together, Batman, it becomes so something. Twenty Joseph six six six. The number of the Batman. Yeah. Um, I'm flipping okay, through it here. Uh, there is a six oh eight. I don't know if it's the right. Yes, it is. Okay, so they do. Ha- I'm going to assume that if they have the beginning and the end, they have the middle as well. So they should all be on DC Universe, the uh, comics. Dope. Um, so I recommend to both my co-hosts who have never read them and to any of you who are interested and I myself will probably go back and reread them because it's a good fucking story. Um, Is there go. any way to like download them uh, at all or do you just um, have to watch it? Off of the DC yeah. Universe? I don't know if it has offline storage. I haven't played around with that yet. Okay. Um, all right. But I can probably point you towards some sources that you could get offline versions if you so chose. Yeah. Um, probably of the graphic novels. Uh, but anyway, that's going to wrap it up for a review of Batman Hush. Um, we got a lot of a lot of stuff to plug at the end here. Um, we have done some t- serious TLC to our YouTube channel. Uh, so you can go check that out. We have a poll up currently on our Facebook and our Twitter um, where we are trying to determine which uh, which options better um, between for our YouTube channel. We do our live stream. We also do a local recording uh, at a higher quality than we are currently allowed to live stream on uh, certain platforms. So... We were trying to determine whether we should upload those uh, recordings in their unedited form. I say unedited, but it would have our intro and end card on it um, in the mostly unedited form or broken up into parts. There's a poll going on right now 
currently in a much narrower margin than I expected. Uh, parting it out is is winning, uh, but we the poll goes for another week, and we won't make a decision until after the poll is completed. Right now, again, uh, that's currently winning, cutting them up. So that's that's what we're preparing to to do. Uh, we've also started a mixer channel. Um, we will be simulcasting to it. So if you don't uh, if you don't want to get on mixer, you don't have to. But I under, as I understand, there are a lot of virtual currencies involved in these um, different platforms. So some people are invested in one versus another. Uh, like money-wise invested. So if you are currently a someone on Mixer who is invent, invested in currency there to watch Ninja or somebody else who's on Mixer, Tommy Wiseau, um, uh, you can watch us there now too and you don't have to like give away anything like if you have a special membership or anything. So if you are a Twitch person, you can watch us on Twitch. If you're a YouTube person, you can watch us on YouTube. I... Would recommend maybe not watching the YouTube live stream. That used to be the high quality one, but now because of the way YouTube interprets 1900 by 600 video, uh, it is perhaps the lesser quality. I mean, it's down sampled to 720p. So, um, okay. if you don't want that, then watch on Twitch or Mixer. But those all all simulcast. You don't have to choose between any of them. The links to everything is on our website, SaturnStuds.com. All the streaming channels, all the popular platforms you can listen to the podcast on and our social media. Twitter at Studs Saturn and Facebook.com backslash Saturn Studs. We're, we're getting a little more active. We're, we're, pushing, we're pushing our social media presence uh-huh. a little harder uh, in recent days. Uh, we, we've tweeted out some of uh, Peter's uh, deep, juicy meme finds. I tweeted out the uh, Sonic... Uh, the Hedgehog uh, animated show song Skydiving, uh, requesting that the people oh, yes. in charge of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie included on the soundtrack. Um, I have yet to I hear back great, from any great, of them. Right at the end of the credits, I think that'd be great to play that. Yeah, everybody would be a fan. All right, so yeah, that's that's yes. everything we got through. All that stuff. Uh, there will be a stream tonight. It might not be Borderlands because Jake is away. Yeah. So Peter and I will figure something out. It might be excellent adventures. It might be excellent adventures and something. Uh, but there will be a stream of of something. It will probably be a combo because I do want to play an excellent adventures, but I also don't want to just do excellent adventures. So that's fair. We'll we'll figure it out, and we'll we'll have that information for you. Uh, Follow our social media to know when we're going live. A message goes out as soon as I hit the live button. So if you're following our social media, you'll know. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll know as well. I don't know how following on Twitch and Mixer work, but (laughs) um, I assume you'll receive some sort of notification with that as well. (laughs) Uh, We'll also, I generally tend to tweet earlier in the day with uh, the time when we're going live. It's usually around 8 Eastern. 8 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, if you want to check any of that out, uh, which I encourage you to do, uh, please check out SaturnStuds.com for the links to all that stuff. Uh, and until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>